Hey everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm the Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. And how are you doing, King? I'm ill, Jim. Oh dear. I'm ill, thank you for asking I'm sitting the other side of the room because of this. Yeah, I'm not very well. Sorry. Stay away. Sorry if the voice is bad this week, guys. It's always bad. It's always always good. Almost sexy and gruff, you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so week six is now done, officially. It is done, yeah. It can't come back now. It's it's over. It is. It is. And out of all those games, King, we need to know what is the King's pick of the week. My pick of the week yeah. is the Jets versus the Cardinals. Ooh, you left it late this week. I did, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to watch it with you on Sunday because I was also ill on Sunday. Yeah. So I was under my duvet on my own. Okay. Uh, feeling very sorry for myself. This is why we do the podcast on a Tuesday because we, we want to wait until all the games are done before we make a decision. Yeah, and I'm glad we did On your official this ruling. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad we did this week because I picked mm-hmm. the Monday night game. <laughs> so the Cardinals smashed the Jets 28-3. Wait, wait, wait. We're not just going to talk about the Jets, are we? Because I, I did talk about them two weeks ago and I we tried to be nice. Yeah. But I know what you're like when it comes to a loss. I'm not going to be nice. But oh, we're going to talk mainly about the Cardinals on. and a little bit about the how bad the Jets are at the moment. We've got Jets fans out there, man. I know we do. And I'm sorry to those guys because they've got a terrible team. But <laughs> it's not that bad, <laughs> is it? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Oh, I'll go on then. But uh, the first thing I saw from the Cardinals was they had, well, they're a bit more balanced this week. So a balanced offense, which was great. Drew Stanton. Yeah, Stanton came in, <laughs> <laughs> which you know was an upgrade. Mm. Uh, no, balanced, balanced uh, offense and solid D as, as of you've come to expect under a Bruce Arians team. Um, seven points in each quarter. So again, a bit, bit of excitement throughout the game, which was quite <laughs> nice for the fans. Um, and, uh, you know, they weren't solely leaning on Fitz and, and David Johnson this week, which was quite nice. I think they had uh, three, sorry, four receivers over 20 yards and a fifth on 16 yards. So. Yeah, John Brown finally got some touches, didn't he, yeah. this week? Yeah. That's what they've really been missing. Yeah, so that was quite good to see him spread the ball around a bit more uh, and not just sort of like, just throw, you know, if in doubt, throw at Fitz and hope for the best. <laughs> um, but the standout player... You called him last week as your MVP. Uh-huh. You did. And actually, funnily enough, I've got something to say to you because I think you'll enjoy this. Oh, go on then. I was uh, looking at ESPN's website earlier and, and the interviews after the game and uh, Charles Woodson said... I think it's pronounced Espen. So shout out to Espen. They, um, yeah, Charles Woodson said that uh, Trent Dilfer, Ooh. your favourite player of all time... What? what? <laughs> your favourite player of all time... Said a lot of people won't even know who Trent Dilfer is. Well, he also thinks that the MVP is David Johnson. So oh, he's a, he's a great judge of character. You're in the same <laughs> oh, sentence as the Ravens oh, Super Bowl winning quarterback. This is Rich Eisen all over again, isn't it? it? Is I mean, a little bit. Look, I, just, I say something, someone in America says it, and suddenly I've copied them. This is it. But I thought it was quite funny that you and you and uh, well, probably your team's <laughs> biggest rival Super Bowl yeah, winning quarterback yeah, have the same well, opinion. There you go. Trent Dilfer, you know, he won the Super Bowl. Well, they won it despite him. Is the the consensus really? Yeah, they had a great run game and the best defense. Yeah, probably he was top just five there. ever. To be fair, yeah. Uh, but anyway, Simeon's got I, a Super Bowl medal. I I digress. I digress. But uh, I just thought that was amusing. Thanks. Uh, it's your main man, David Johnson. He is the man. He is absolutely the man. He's more than the man. Oh, he's a machine, isn't he? Yeah, he is a machine. Hundred eleven yards rushing, three touchdowns, and top that off with twenty seven yards receiving as well. Was it the first play of the game when he did that 57-yard touchdown? Run? I don't know if it's the first of the game. Pretty early on, it was wasn't very it? Very early on. Everyone else looked like they were running in treacle yarder. apart from Johnson. Yeah, what well, he's like Le'Veon Bell, though. So this yeah. is something I've noticed. that The successful runners so far this season seem to run in slow motion. 
Uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, very, very... Pa- his first couple of games was a bit nervous, I think. But mm-hmm. since then, very patient off the line of scrimmage. Yep. Same with Le'Veon Bell since he's been back. Mm-hmm. And uh, and David Johnson. All of those guys look like they're not sprinting. And they're pulling away from guys. And they're just so patient finding these holes. And, and David Johnson, certainly for that 51-yard touchdown, his jump cuts are about eight feet. You know, there is no way anyone's going to tackle him. You just He saw this, you know, this slalom run and then breakaway speed was just fantastic. Uh, yeah, he's a beast. I think he's um, third in, in rushing so far this season um, after LaShawn McCoy had a fantastic game for the Bills. Yes. Uh, and behind Ezekiel Elliott, who, you know, is playing behind the, the best offensive line in football, which, you know, we'll touch on later. But what they needed to do was get him more touches. And I think he had 22 rushing attempts this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just shows if you give him over 20 a game and you're also spreading the ball around, that offense is so much more dynamic than, than we've seen so far this season. They're three and three, which I think we can all agree they're a better team or we thought they'd be a better team at the start of the season. Better overall team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, that defense came up with a couple of, couple of interceptions. The, the uh, the Tyron Matthew one was was well it was a great inception but unlucky because he just stepped out of bounds where and you know kept on running for about thirty yards beyond that so mm-hmm. it's um you know the issue with that is why haven't we seen that consistently throughout the season a nice balanced offensive attack to go with that solid defensive unit which has a few standout players what do you think Jim why haven't we seen I've, it consistently well it did talk about the uh, the Cardinals before you did I think if you remember and there's one player for the Cardinals who I don't rate who's that Carson Palmer yeah yeah and I think he's still the problem he is not great that boy loves to throw an interception he does he does and when he doesn't this is what happens hmm. you smash teams because once you run the ball you take time off the clock your defense is going to create turnovers which they did this week and you get shorter fields how like, is he how is he any different to Matt Ryan well, Matt Ryan at the moment is not throwing interceptions. Yeah, but he does throw interceptions. He does. He does. What he needs to... And, and he can't can't do it in the playoffs. This is true. This so is how true. are they, they... To me, they're the same person. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not disputing the comparison. I think that's a good comparison. What he needs to... And Thanks. I never thought I'd say this at the start of the season. He needs to take a leaf out of Sam Bradford's book. Whoa. And just protect the football. Like, don't... Mm-hmm. Or Dak Prescott then, let's say. Something oh, yeah. that you actually do appreciate. It's, <laughs> you know, I appreciate you, boy. I appreciate you. DJ Khaled, you idiot. Um, but yeah, he just needs to look after the ball. If he just stop throw, stops throwing bonehead interceptions, mm-hmm. they are a dangerous, dangerous team, the Cardinals. Oh yeah, they can get all the way through to the divisional round. Well, like, yeah, yeah. No, but all jokes aside, all jokes aside, they've got what you need to be successful in the playoffs, which is a David strong, Johnson. strong rushing attack. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And they've got a balanced rushing attack with, with Ellington as well. And then, and then, You've got a solid, a, a definitely a good enough defense to take you to the Super Bowl as well, I think. So it's um, it's just disappointing that the Cardinals have been so inconsistent, especially in a season where they could have been head and shoulders above everyone else. I think a lot of the content, there's there's a big drop off from the top teams in the league at the moment and the mm. middle the middle tier. They're probably top of the middle tier or around that point, you know, from my opinion. Um, and this could have been a season where they really separate themselves and, and get home field advantage because that's going to be huge in the playoffs. In the um, championship games, I think six of the last six have been won by the home team. And then in divisional rounds, 12 of the last 14 have been won by the home team. I'm nodding. 
Do you like that stat? <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I love these stats. Absolutely. So they need like this was a chance for them to cement that home field advantage, and unfortunately, they may have let that slip from a poor start to the season. Yeah, and being saddled with a, a QB that can't get it done in the postseason. Yeah, yeah. But this isn't the postseason, so we can't make that excuse oh, yeah, now. Can we? Make hay in, in the regular season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But should we move on to the Jets? Yeah, I thought you might. I thought you might want to move on to the Jets. Yeah, all I've got, this is not a joke. The first sentence I've I've read. Can you mm-hmm. read that for me, Jim, just so the viewers know that I've written this down? Uh, Jets are a mess. Jets are a mess. That's what I've written. Besides their defensive line, the Jets are a mess. Uh, their corners are struggling, um, which means it's all on their D-line at the moment. And also, because they're struggling, it's not freeing up safeties or linebackers to, to blitz. They need them in coverage. So they've got limited blitz. They're only rushing four, which are a good four. But there's individual players just performing poorly. This weekend, 70% of the balls thrown at Buster Screen were caught. You can't win games <laughs> if seventy percent of the balls thrown. And by the way, that was that was an easy equation because there was ten balls thrown at him. Right, and seven, seven of them were, were caught. caught. <laughs> you can't win Mass. games if your nickel corners can't cover people. Yeah, and uh, they only had thirty-three rushing yards as a team. Everyone, everyone, they've got a potential Hall of Famer in Matt Forte in running back, who they've apparently yeah. turned this season into. I don't even know who they've turned him into. He's rubbish this season. <laughs> Frank is, Gore. He is. But you look you looked at that team and you kind of went, well, you know, look how well Chris Ivory played last year. Yeah. He's yeah. going to have a field day, Matt Forte, because that line was always a question in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I don't know oh, what's yeah, happened. Oh, yeah, he made them look good, didn't he, in Chicago? Yeah. So. yeah I, don't, I honestly do not know what's happened. And then the man of the moment. Ryan, Gino, Gino Smith, you mean? Gino Smith, well, Gino Smith will be. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick is... The worst quarterback in football. Whoa. He is the Whoa, worst. Oh, really? He's the worst quarterback in football. Matt Schaub's still about. Yeah, but starting quarterback then. So oh, starting quarterback. Okay, okay. Let me clarify. Okay, right, starting quarterback in football. This week, 51% completion percentage. Yeah. You know my rules about 60. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know my rules about 60. <laughs> and we talked about, in a, the weeks past, about Prescott against the Blitz being, you know, not amazing, but Wentz being fantastic against the Blitz, which is what really is was differentiating himself in the first few games. Mm. Okay. He was only 30, had a 30% completion percentage when under pressure. He was only sacked once in this game. But was, what was he just throwing it away all the time then? Well, just throwing it wherever. Don't know where he was throwing it. <laughs> but not, to to his pl- not to his players, he wasn't. He yeah. is a liability, which is why they took him out in the fourth quarter for Geno Smith. Yeah, whereas the cars took out Carson Palmer for a potential injury, wasn't it, or just to, to rest him? Yeah, I think he's had a few injuries. To, to, he's had a few niggles, hasn't he? Start of the yeah. year, so I think when they knew the game was out of hand, they uh, they took cool. him out. Yeah. But so we are now facing Geno Smith as a starting quarterback. I don't know. If, again, I don't know if he's going to start because um, before the game, the coaches I think said they're going to live and die by fits, and apparently they're going to die. They're going to die. Yeah, <laughs> slowly go. suffocating. This is it. But uh, yeah, Gino's Gino's just no better though, is he? I think he completed four. No. He had six attempts, four completions, and still managed to throw an interception. Yeah, in, I saw in that. Six yeah. attempts. It's yeah, but he's again, he's rusty. You know, we we're obviously going to talk about Kaepernick at some point today, and you know. It's not fair, really. Gino's had no reps. You know, he's been much maligned over there. And he so, has. you know, to just walk into the fourth quarter when you're getting a shellacking yeah. 
in Arizona and mm. expect to do anything. Yeah. Well, that team hadn't done anything before he came into the game, so no. I don't know what he's supposed to do. No, it's quite interesting, actually. I saw his record pop up as he came into the game, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but I think it was along the lines of 11-13 and 13 as a starter, which I think is actually a better winning percentage than Ryan Fitzpatrick's got. Yeah. So he's not, he's not great, but well, there's other starting quarterbacks that have I got worse. I think it was Chris Ivory that was really pushing that offense. Yeah, yeah. So. No, absolutely, but at the same time... That's not a terrible win and win loss percentage, it's not, is it? It's not. Just you know, some quarterbacks get the the hex put on them, don't they? Yeah, it's um, it's a shame, really. The only the only saving grace is Bryce Petty had a pretty good preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the fourth round selection for them a year ago, not the draft gone, the one before, coming out of Baylor. Very raw, came from a pr- predominantly spread offense where they didn't really run routes. He just had really really fast receivers. Um, and they throw over the top. So he played, I think he played with Kendall Wright and also um, Coleman, who's now at the Browns. Mm-hmm. So he had some decent receivers in yeah. college, which yeah. helps. But um, he looked to have made huge strides when it comes to actually running a professional offense, a pro-style system in the preseason. So that could be where they turn if, if Gino also doesn't pan out. But you're looking at then sacrificing your season because he's still a project. and they yeah. know, And that's not Bryce Petty's fault that he's been thrust into it. No. If he is. Or Christian Hackenberger they picked up this I, year. I think they'll go Petty before they go ha- ha- Hackenberg. Um, he really is He really is a, a project. He, at one Why point, are they doing this? Why do they keep taking on these rubbish quarterbacks? Well, I don't know. Petty understood because Petty has all of the measurables. I think he's about six foot six, huge hands, cannon for an arm. Mm. You know, that I can see. <laughs> just, just picturing that in your head. Well, it's just Ryan Mallett. <laughs> like what, what, what I'm picturing is Ryan Mallett. But it's... Um, oh, Jesus. He's, you know, he, you can see why you take a risk with a fourth round pick on that. But Hackenberg is a second round pick. He had a fantastic freshman year at Penn State. We touched on this before when he was playing with under Bill O'Brien. Mm-hmm. And then he just seemed to regress. And we went, oh, it's just because it's a new system. Regress again. And then came out in the draft. And I'm just... Sh- I don't know who else would have taken him in the second round. I do not know who else would have taken yeah, him in the second round. Yeah, it's it, it, That was a really strange pick for me. Strange pick for the Jets. Yeah, I think they were just think the trying. The fans to... agreed with that one. No, I think they were trying to force Fitz's hand and say we've taken a quarterback in the second round. You need to sign, but mm-hmm. it's it's a second round pick. <laughs> the team's got holes in it. Yeah, and now they've got him signed. Yeah, to a contract which isn't terrible for them. Yeah, but yeah. It does mean that Fitzpatrick is on their roster. Well, it does. So it that does. in itself causes a problem. Yeah, it certainly does. It's um, it's just an interesting time for the Jets because you look at teams that have been reasonably successful. Yeah, you want to go out and get your quarterback, but a lot of teams have gone and built solid, solid teams around, you know, deficiencies they've had at quarterback over a few years. You know, Cowboys, I know they've had Romo, but he's been injured a lot, and Mm -hmm. they've drafted incredibly well on that line. Some of their picks in, Morris Claiborne, who we touched on last week, is starting to pan out nicely. Uh, Uh, It all comes together at the right time, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and you you, you you look at some of the other teams, you look at the Cardinals as an example, um, Seahawks as well you know they didn't always have fantastic quarterback play and, they did not and they drafted you know they've drafted some really really solid players and then you know stumbled across their Locked starting on quarterback one, yeah. in, on, in the, with a third round pick in Wilson yeah because they had Matt Flynn starting for them that first yeah. year yeah I think you can reach when your team is amazing around them but when your team's not amazing then you shouldn't be reaching for quarterbacks in my opinion is there anything else you want to say on this game then King no no I, I realise I've been 
I've been driveling on and not, my not nose dribbling. has been dribbling while we've been doing it. Oh, no. so, it's the uh, royal decree. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, that was it. Thank you very much. Right, we're going to meditate on this one, but let's get back for part two. Welcome back to the second part of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for week six. So in the first part, we just heard the King eviscerate the Jets in their loss to the Cardinals. So now we've done yours, King. Yep. It's time for me to have a go. It is. Who have you gone with? I think I've been quite clever this week. Okay. Because I've managed to kill two birds with one stone. Okay. That is impressive. If I talk about both of them now, I ain't got to talk about them for the rest of the year. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. So my thinking is, you know, on another level. It is. That's impressive. Yeah. I'm on two levels. Two levels. (laughs) levels. (laughs) I'm looking down. Anyway, look. So my game was the Cleveland Browns against the Tennessee Titans. All right. Okay. Two teams that I have no interest in whatsoever. Yep, you've made that abundantly clear in the, in the last two-minute <laughs> promo you've done for this segment. Yeah. Everyone's going to be really excited to hear what you've got to say about these two teams. Well, you know, up until now, we've obviously just been dismissing the Browns because they haven't won a game yet. And you look at box scores and you look at highlights and things like that and you just like, well, this team's getting trounced. So you've got... Charlie Whitehurst under centre. You know, the, the one bright spot they had on their team was Coleman. He goes down with a broken hand. So, you know, mm-hmm. just everything that can go on, wrong for the Browns always goes wrong for the Browns. Yep. So I thought, well, I better watch this because I need to make up my mind on just how... Are they going to win another game this year? Really is what I was trying to see. Yeah, okay. Are they even bad enough to hang with bad teams? And you don't get much worse than the Titans. No. Really. They've been hanging with a lot of teams, though. I think they've been within a score on four of the six games mm. so far this season. Yeah, but then sometimes they're not. And some of it's garbage time points. And Well, certainly this week was garbage yeah. time points. Yeah. Well, so I thought I'd have a look at them. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm not as down now as I was before I watched this game on the Browns. Well, I saw news. some actual uh, some signs of life in that team. Yeah. Um, obviously, it would have been nice if Coleman was back because all they've got is Terrell Pryor to throw at. Yeah. And that's not so bad when Terrell Pryor is playing as well as he is. What a sensation this year he's been. Nine catches out of 13 attempts for 75 yards. He's averaging over eight yards on that game. Two touchdowns. Yep. And, yeah, some of those some of those, uh, those nine catches were just insane. It's, mm. The best one was the fourth and, one, uh, fourth and one, I think they were. Right. Um, oh, where he just down, like, took under, it off, under seven minutes off in the game. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Kessler had to extend the play. He then threw back across the field. By the time the ball got to Terrell Pryor, he was double covered and he still managed to come down with the ball. I mean, if he hadn't, you might as well have packed up and gone home at yeah, that point. Yeah. He kept the game alive. The other bright spot then becomes Cody Kessler mm-hmm. because actually this guy is quite handy. Yeah. He's he's unflustered in the pocket and that pocket is weak. Yeah. So you've actually got someone who's not afraid in there he's able to move about a little bit he's making completions he did 26 of 41 for 336 yards and two touchdowns two prior um but he's doing so much more in extending that play yeah. i was really impressed with Cody Kessler this week um because you know with that o line the made the titans defense look really good they were coming at him. Brian Arakpo still got it. Yeah, he played. He's if he been plays great. The Browns every he's week. Played, he's, do you know what? He's been great all season, though. To be fair. Yeah, I liked Brian Arakpo. Yeah, he was a pro. Well, he's a Pro Bowl rookie, and is uh, for the Redskins when he first came into the league. 
Yeah. So it was a big loss in well, big pickup for them in free agency, and is now sort of earning that contract, which is good to see. Kessler's a weird one. It's interesting you brought him up because he, everyone sort of thought, yeah, he's you know he's a solid quarterback at USC in college, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of people thought he was a reach in the third round, um, and he's sort of come in and and shown that you know what people originally expected to be a two quarterback plus maybe Lynch mm-hmm. uh, draft as now one of the deepest drafts yeah, it's for crazy. quarterbacks yeah. in a very long time to be yeah. fair so it's um, or just missing missing on what the quarterback is mm. yeah misjudging I, the, the quarterback ratings that yeah. they're given to these I, things I can't think of many other drafts bar I think it was the, I might be saying this totally wrong I think it's the 04 draft with um, Eli Manning Rivers Roethlisberger yeah so forth that's got yeah that's got this many sort of players that could come in and go geez, you know th- mm. These guys could actually lead their teams to something special. Yeah. Uh, this it's is completely good. different to Johnny Manziel. Yeah. And RG3 isn't the same RG3. I mean, you know, obviously we hardly got a chance yeah. to see him again before he went down. But, mm. um, Or even Brady Quinn to, to go back to the Browns. It's like not, they're not, they, don't, they haven't reached. There's no, there's not this pressure mm-hmm. on this person. It's yeah. Quite, it's interesting. Yeah, but I think there were there's some good signs for the Browns. Again, Duke Johnson, not an easy name to say, had another all right game. Uh, he did 74 yards combined. The problem for the Browns is, you know, apart from Terrell Pryor and Duke Johnson, they've got Ricardo Lewis and Rashad Higginstone, the wide receiver, you know. Mm. And Andrew Hawkins, I mean, it's his sixth season now. Three in Cincinnati doing nothing, and now three in Cleveland doing even less. I didn't even know who he was. <laughs> I, I didn't know who he was. Yeah, he's a bit far down the depth chart, but yeah. obviously without Corey Coleman and uh, uh, Josh Gordon, mm-hmm. then he suddenly finds himself number two in the depth chart for Cleveland. Yeah. So it's not easy for Kester. He hasn't got options, but he's still managing to make stuff work. And the the thing that really hurt the Browns was that they were punching themselves in the face. Mm-hmm. Every first down, they draw a penalty, and they would go back five or ten yards each every time I mean they had 11 penalties on that team now they did do less in yardage than the Titans on penalties right the Titans did 27 more yards on on less penalties mm-hmm. than the Browns but the problem was the Browns always did it on their first down right okay it was so frustrating because every time it'd be a holding penalty or there'd be an offside you know something yeah, they would yeah. do wrong and it would move them back and it would make third down almost impossible yeah and as a result they only converted three out of 14 first downs in this game yeah I mean, and by the end, they had to use two fourth downs. They converted both of those. It was really only when their backs were to the one had nothing to lose that yeah. they started actually slinging it but that also, and getting some production. It messes up the flow of your offense as well. If you keep, you know, if yeah. you keep, you know, you might have a game plan going into the, or have a plan going into the game, uh, which is called a game plan. But I was going <laughs> to say game and plan too many times a in one sentence. plan of a game. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, if you've got, if, if you know what you want to do, ideally on first and second down, um, and then third's obviously a bit of a crab shoot, but if if you if you have an idea going in, you practice all week, mm-hmm. and then you get like you say, you get a holding penalty five yards, five yards. It's yeah. those niggly ones that actually impact your offense. Some of those bigger, you know, bigger penalties are due to sort of you know a face mask, face, or, yeah, fifteen yards whatever. back, yeah, whatever. But, but a lot of times they're on purpose to stop someone getting in the end zone, mm-hmm. or you know there might be someone open downfield, and you just have to tug them or whatever. So it's kind Absolutely. of 
you know, in those instances, coaches can take the, the you know, pass interference would have been burnt for a touchdown, but we managed to hold them to a field goal penalties mm-hmm. rather than the consistent five-yard holding, five-yard holding offside. Yep. You know, um, illegal shift or whatever the other penalties are that you get five yards for, yeah. five or ten yards for. So it's just stupid penalties, isn't it? Yeah, it's the same thing where I don't really mind if you throw an interception. It's where you do it. Yeah. You know, there are times when it's, a big problem if you throw an interception mm. or it could be in a home area at the end of the first half Yeah, and so what you know if you look at the score at the end of the game and you haven't watched the game yeah. well no he's thrown another interception but yeah either end of the field it's... is probably where you should never throw an interception <laughs> yeah exactly but you throw it in the middle and you know yeah or it's, it was tipped three times yeah. before it went down I mean definitely well that's so... good news that sounds good for the Browns right yeah yeah it's it's not the end of the world I think they're going to win some games this season I, I think they're going to I do you and know we're going to test this later on. I I hate to say this, and I'm going to ask you if you agree with me. Okay. I if I was a Browns Browns fan right now, <laughs> yeah. there's enough. It's not po- easy to say. It's not. There's enough positives. They've yep. absolutely found a diamond in the rough in Terrell Pryor. I think mm-hmm. he could be a top ten receiver so far this season. You know they've got some other Duke Johnson's played reasonably well. Isaiah Crowell's yeah. come in and done really reasonably well as well. You know they've got they've got some other players around there. Kessler's come in. Maybe he's the future. You don't know. Is it better? Because I've had these conversations with my Chargers that uh, that okay. you you know you cut your losses. You tr- clearly they're <laughs> going to try hard. You sacrifice the whole you, season. Are you that annoyed if they sacrifice if they have another poor season? Hopefully now with Hugh Jackson, pick up some stronger players because that's been the problem. They've had high draft picks. They've just drafted badly. If they yeah. take some players, they've got some positives to go with now they've got a foundation built is it better for them to get a higher draft pick and go and take someone because there's a couple of good quarterbacks coming out this year not that you necessarily well, we just said need that one Kessler hopefully is the answer for them yeah you know, there's some problems with that and you've already said it King is that they draft badly yeah and so if you're going to ask your fan base to stick with you while you completely blow out another season mm-hmm. on purpose as well then you need to know that what you're drafting is going to make you infinitely better. Yeah. There needs to be that that marquee player waiting in, yeah. the, in the college game to come through and be walking straight into your team mm-hmm. and get you wins. Yeah. If you haven't got that, it doesn't matter how much you suck this season. Mm-hmm. If you don't pick up that player, then what's the point? Yeah, yeah. It's just another season for them. Um, I don't think they're going to try to lose games. No, I don't think the fans the team should try but I don't think if I was a Browns fan I would be too annoyed based on the pieces they've got now I mean they haven't got much choice to be honest a lot of it no but um, Hugh Jackson is one of those guys I don't think he's going to accept you know not giving 100% on every game no I like the fact he carried on till the end of the game and tried to at least score touchdowns they had a chance to win this game as crazy as it was Mm. they managed to get an onside kick recovered which they've almost never done and they get down the other end they score the touchdown they only go for they go for two and they miss it which then means that they had to score another touchdown which they did but they even going for two they still didn't have enough to win the game so they still had to do another onside kick (laughs) that time they didn't recover it and as a result, they couldn't kick the field goal. So it was kind of just a, you know, just is what it is for the for the Browns. You know, they just can't help themselves. Can't get out of their own way sometimes. No. They're a bit like the Chargers until this week, aren't they? Yeah. So far this season. They keep getting close, but not quite. I think there were four of the five, get four of the first five games, they had fourth quarter leads. Yeah. Um, I better just touch on the Titans quickly then. Yep. Mm-hmm. Touching Titans. Yeah. 
so yeah, Marcus Mario had a, an okay game. 17 completions on 24 attempts for 284 yards. He had a good game. Three touchdowns and one interception. Um, that interception came in the fourth quarter when they were actually collapsing and giving the Browns a chance to get back into it. Uh, I thought he looked good because he had a good yeah, rushing, good rushing game as well, didn't he? He did, yeah, he did okay. He did okay on the ground, but he always does that. You know, against, it's against the Browns' defense. That's where they really need to start loading up. Is on some more, more defensive players. Um, Kendall Wright looked really good. Eight catches on nine attempts, 133 yards and a touchdown. And Rashad Matthews, the rookie, three of three completed for 70 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Now, I think both of them did the kind of leaping catch, diving onto the floor. Now, is that just because Marriott has overthrown it? Or did they start slower? I don't know. It didn't... You shouldn't be having to make that kind of a catch. As... as Good as it is to watch, yeah, yeah, it's a, dangerous throwing. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because I think I think sometimes you do that because if you overthrow, then it's not likely to get intercepted. Mm. Um, but you're but supposed like, to hit him in stride. But it, yeah, that's the difference between the real elite guys and and uh, and you know the people in that sort of next tier down, mm-hmm. um, which I think Mario's hoping to be in by the end of the season. Yeah. Um, but he had showed a lot of poise in the pocket. I was quite impressed with that actually. One of those throws, jinked right. Stepped up in the pocket, threw a you know threw yeah, a bomb. Yeah. yeah, lucky lucky to get a touchdown from that because the guy wasn't touched when he was on the floor and and actually then just got pushed lightly pushed into the end zone by the Cleveland Brown def- Browns defenders. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> such a Browns thing to do. I it is it's interesting you mentioned the Browns defense and, and Mariota because I think I actually thought he looked quite impressive um, this week, but I think it's it, it you is are absolutely Browns. right to mention that. Yeah. Cold so fire, you, guys. Yeah. Just like when the Patriots play them, you've got to take it with a bit of a pinch of salt here. You know, yeah. it's the Browns. Unfortunately, you have to keep mm. saying it. Um, and the Titans, they were like you, like happened in your game. It was consistency. They scored a touchdown in each quarter. Yeah. And usually it was at the start of each quarter, and then encouraging the Browns, you know, or at least kind of uh, challenging the Browns to come back at them. Mm-hmm. And most of the time they couldn't. Um, third quarter wasn't good for them. But uh, yeah, that was that was the game. I think there's. Reason for hope for both of those teams, I certainly don't think the Browns are going to go through without winning a game. I think they're going to squeeze a, a Ravens game or something, or maybe a Bengals. Yeah. Um, we'll have a look in the next segment about Ooh. the Browns a bit more. Okay. Because we're being we're being quite harsh to these teams, King. We, you, you've not been harsh to the Browns, I don't I'm, think. No, I think you've been to. surprisingly positive, so I'm quite impressed with <laughs> I you. I try. I've been, I've been impressed with you, Jim. Well done. Even the Titans. The only thing that was a little bit disappointing was um, Derek Henry only getting 27 yards this weekend. How many? Ca- I didn't see how many touches he had. You know, well, that was 27 combined. That was rushing and receiving. Oh, okay. So he's yeah, not so getting should... a lot of looks here. He's not. I think the problem is Demarco Murray's having a, a breakout year, as I mentioned <laughs> last week. But he, uh, yeah, or you know, really stepped up and playing well both in in the run and actually he's a lot better at the backfield. I was just than hoping I remember to him see this guy that's supposed to be a complete ball runner. Yeah, he looked fantastic in in preseason as well. They yeah. they had a bit more of a balance, I think, because they were sharing reps. But they had a bit more of a balanced offense running the ball in preseason. I think that that created a lot a lot of excitement. But the fact that Demarco Murray's playing so well, um, and he's the one getting the big bucks, they're giving him the bit more of the ball. Sadly, bucks, bucks. But okay. um, yeah, they. I don't know why I just copied you. Then. I, mean, they, <laughs> I don't know why I said it. I don't know either. But yeah, uh, so it's. Um, I think that's probably the main factor as to why Derek Henry's had a fairly slow start to his career. 
Okay, King, it's time for us to go through the, the rest of the results then for yep. week six. So we're going to have to start on Thursday. Okay. Thursday night football, King. Yeah. And your San Diego Superchargers did a number on the Broncos. You call them the Superchargers. We're two and four. <laughs> You've got two. super about that. Tell the Browns that you shouldn't be celebrating this. Yeah. 21 to 13 with the colour rush. And uh, you look quite tasty. Yeah, the, I actually, I, that's one of the better colour rush kits, actually, the Chargers one. Is it just because you picked against them that they decided to pull a win out? Know, I might have to start doing that more. <laughs> Not that I'm superstitious. Um, yeah, we look good. We look good. Hunter Henry looks like the real deal, which is great. Great to I see. I said it last week. You did say it last week, and he certainly does. And uh, everyone who's been slating Melvin Gordon saying, yeah, you know, he's, he's now getting the touchdowns. Fumble, fumble, fumble. He's fumbling a lot, but the... Um, you know, the complaint last year was he looked okay, but he didn't get any touchdowns, and that's terrible. He's now mm. getting loads of touchdowns. Yeah. And everyone's going, well, he's not running the ball as much. So <laughs> can't he can't win. He can't win. He can't win. But he got 94, 94 yards on the ground, no touchdowns this week. So hopefully he silenced some of the critics. So. <laughs> Why um, not scoring the touchdowns? Well, it doesn't matter. He got 94 <laughs> yards, Jim. That was their complaint. And next it. week, it'll be, he hasn't got any touchdowns. Got but, it. Got it. Yeah, we look good. Okay. So then the second game you picked. Mm-hmm. If it's the fact that you've picked against them that our team is going to win, uh, the Steelers lost to the Dolphins fifteen to thirty. Yeah, you're going you, to make me talk about this game or something. You got you got destroyed. Don't say that. You you got destroyed. You look rubbish. Um, and Big Ben's crocked. At least for a couple of weeks. He's had surgery already now. On yeah, that I've heard between two and six weeks is the normal time frame to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, but this is Ben we're talking I think about. you've got two weeks and then you've got a bye. So you... no, well, I think it's the bye next week. Oh, a week and then a bye. Because you're playing the Patri- Patriots. Patriots? Patriots this week. Yeah, we've got a bye after, after this week. Okay, so maybe you'll be back after that then. But um, That's the idea. Yeah, you guys just didn't look very good. Thanks. That's all I'm going to say. Well, you know that we didn't have Cam Hayward or Ryan Shazier starting. Yeah, that that doesn't change the fact you didn't look very good. <laughs> that's a fact you had players missing granted but even if Ben would have stayed in the game I think you'd have lost that that's one. ridiculous you shouldn't be losing that game no you shouldn't be but you know it's a you heard what I said game. earlier about the we home we can't play well against bad teams you heard what? oh you can't what was the no. stat I heard the, uh, the other day you're, I'm not going to encourage this stat you're really bad I'm not saying anything about teams it. under 300 yes yeah we're not good against bad teams no uh, so good job we've got the Patriots this week yeah um, right, next game was the Buffalo Bills 45, San Francisco 16. Yeah. Two two things I want to say. Yep. Deshaun McCoy is back, which is yeah. great, because he, when on form, is one of the more exciting running backs to see in the NFL. Yeah, Reminds me probably the most of my favourite running back, which is LaDainian Tomlinson. Yeah. I think he's the, my, he's the most similar to him. Mm. Um. And don't blame Kaepernick for this defeat. Absolutely not. It was They were so quick to jump on him, weren't they? After they this were. Game? It was besides the Colts who we're gonna talk about later, arguably the worst display of tackling, open field tackling I have yeah. ever seen. Yeah. The Colts were horrific. I watched the game and went, I've never seen a team this bad at tackling. Mm-hmm. But then I watched the Niners game and went, oh, there's, two, <laughs> this is worse. there's two teams that were as bad. Yeah. So, yeah, just Kaepernick was scrambling for his life the whole time. He did over 60 yards rushing. Didn't yeah, he? he was good. Um, 
but he looks so skinny now. He's gone yeah. vegan, hasn't he? And he just looks tiny. He's rusty as well. That's the thing. You yeah, know, he's you rusty. Can't it's judge him time. on this first game. No, no, you can't. But he needs to bulk up. Yeah, he does. He looks tiny, like scarily. Skinny. Maybe it's just the afro makes him look smaller. No, because he was wearing a helmet, so I couldn't see the afro. <laughs> it was still poking. Just out. Saw like a rake running through <laughs> the opposing defense. Yeah, and also a bit of lack of class from the. Um, Bill's defence after the game did you see they were interviewed afterwards and basically said that uh, Kaepernick was done he was rubbish awful oh no I did hear about this yeah he can't throw yeah stick to yourself Bills alright you know yeah they've won stick to your own I think they've won five in a row now though you've got to be classy when you win the game alright just say nothing if someone's going to ask you this in the locker room just don't say anything yeah it's none of your business yeah absolutely I agree with that good point Jim so next game you called it the Jacksonville Jaguars the squeak of the week, 17 to the Chicago Bears, 16. Yeah, I watched this live and I uh, I was really worried that my pick wasn't going to come in <laughs> until the last minute. Yeah. And what a fluky old touchdown. Guys slipped over, got back up, ran. Aurelius Ben. Yeah. Who? <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, Bortles was really unlucky actually because he had a surefire touchdown throw in the first to Robinson. half to Robinson, which just hit Robinson's chest. And yeah. then bounced into the opposing. The one person you want trying to catch that is Robinson for that team. Yeah, and it wasn't a bad throw. No, but of course it goes down as an interception. Yeah, and yeah. I people will really, bring I that up later on. Yeah. Oh, Bortles for another interception. Yeah, I felt bad. He had one really bad play where he kept, held the ball like um, Tim Tebow used to, right down the bottom, and and that got stripped, yeah. which you can't do. No. Um, this one you didn't get right. Which oh, was... sorry. Can I say oh, just before on. you move on, Jalen Ramsey, who <laughs> yes. you picked out as one of the strongest picks in the draft. Mm-hmm is playing like a Pro Bowl corner. Yeah, he is. He, he is one of the top five corners in the league already. So, well done for you. For well, you know, out. I try. <laughs> I don't get them all right, but, you know, mm. when I get them right, oh boy, do I get them right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, one that you didn't get right, King, was the LA Rams, who didn't manage to get it done against the Detroit Lions, even without Theo Riddick. Yeah. But with Fawcett this week. Yeah. It was the Golden Tate show, wasn't it? Oh, mm. actually... It was the Golden Tate show, and uh, Case Keenum had a bit of a game. He did. We're looking forward solely to seeing him throwing, on Sunday. Solely for if he plays anything like that, I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing him. Him and Kenny Britt. Um, do you know what? It's actually a really interesting game. Really good, fun game. I feel really bad for Aaron Donald, who I said was Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. Because all I could see was him putting pressure on Stafford, and yep. then Stafford finding wide open wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And I'm there going, he must be... I was ripping my hair out for him. I dread to think how frustrating it must be when you're that dominant and you're, the rest of your team is poor. Yeah. Because they are a leaky old defence now. Okay. So then the Patriots did what they do and they won 35-17 to 17 against the Bengals. Yeah, they've just got the scariest tight end tandem ever. Yeah. They, um, they had a, a decent tandem before Aaron Hernandez decided to murder someone, allegedly. <laughs> um, no, he's not... He's- been found guilty, hasn't he? I think he's appealing it though, isn't he? So it's still alleged. Uh, but he, yeah, so until that idiot came and did that. But Bennett and Gronk also, they might have the two best blocking tight ends as well in the league. Mm. It's just a frightening proposition. Um, and Brady's back on form. I think he's averaging 375 yards a game at the moment, which means even with his suspension, he'll probably end up leading the league in in uh, in yards, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Sorry, so, Jim. Yeah, let's get on with it. <laughs> I told you it'd be a shootout in New Orleans, and it was. And the Saints came out with it, 41-38, to 38, and the Panthers are 1-5. and five. Yeah, we talked after the podcast when I picked the Panthers. Yes. And I said, 
I think I've, I might have got that one wrong. Yeah, you did, yeah. And I was right. I, I, it was close, though. I also called out the Panthers and said, I think that they're not going to make the playoffs if they go 1-1. One and one. They went 0-2 in the last two games. Yeah. And they just don't look the same. And once again, I'm sorry to keep bashing on him because I want him Here to, we go. I want him to prove me wrong. I had no issue with the way Cam Newton played. He actually played reasonably well. Right. Don't leave a press conference nine minutes in again. <sighs> you did it in the Super Bowl and I understood it was the biggest game of your life. I, I kind of get it, mm-hmm. but I kind of don't. But to do it after a game when your team needs you to be there and show you know some solidarity... That to me disappoints me from a leadership standpoint. So keep play like you normally play, Cam Newton. Stop being a little girl after the games. That would be that's my advice. Don't walk out in press conferences. Do your job and, and then go home and practice. And that's the bottom line. Well, that is. It just frustrates me when some you know <laughs> you know when you can't make a joke out of it either. You know, Odell Beckham, despite his antics, which everyone hated, at least made a bit of a joke about the about. Kick well, game. let's let's talk about that because the next game was the New York Giants against okay, the yeah. Baltimore Ravens. They won tw- the Giants won twenty seven to twenty three. Yep. Beckham went, was on fire in that game, but his antics and his repeated going back to the net meant that they had a fifteen yard penalty drawn to the last drive, and they almost lost it because of that. Yeah, they did. He could have that could have gone down as the most stupid, selfish play. He's in, so selfish in probably NFL history. Yeah. so dumb. Um, do you know what though? And I hate antics. Yeah, I found that amusing. I can't wait for him to come over on Sunday. I found that amusing. I've been twicking them. Don't care. Anything, anything, anything he wants. Anything he wants, mate. <laughs> Absolutely anything he wants. It'd be um, great if he cost him the game actually this weekend. It would. Do you know what though? It's the guys who make the most amount of noise I know they get a bad reputation they're always wide receivers but you look at the guys certainly in our generation since we've been watching it you know the Ocho Cinco's the Chad Johnson's whatever you want to call him the um, Randy Moss Randy Moss T.O. T.O. as well yeah those guys all of those guys were at at one point top three if not the best in the game yeah and there's a reason you're crowing Odell Beckham is absolutely one of those guys at the moment oh yeah he, he did everything in that it's, game uh, you kind of like it's difficult you know you want to hate that guy but at the same time stop him yeah stop him first that's the thing stop him yeah so then the Philadelphia Eagles hitting the skids again this time against the, uh, Washington mm-hmm. 27 to 20 and Wentz was beaten up in this game yeah he was I felt bad for the guy actually I think he was sacked five times yeah, at least five. Five, three by Ryan Kerrigan. It was the rookie, kept trying to block right with a tight end that was. Uh, yeah, but a couple of times it. they didn't even put a tackle on Ryan Kerrigan, who is their best sack artist. Yeah, but again, he was feasting on. He was feasting on this guy Vitai. Yeah, it was his first start, yeah. and he was getting absolutely hammered. Yeah, he was. So uh, yeah, I felt bad for Wentz because he had a. Cu- he's still showing. He had a couple of throws where I went, "My God, you're talented." Mm. And you know, you look at other players who've been under pressure. And you just think they're not, you know, even Fitz, Fitzpatrick we touched on earlier, or Palmer. You look at some of the throws and you're like, what are you doing? Whereas he was under duress for the whole game, but showed signs that I was like, wow, you know, if he, if he can stay upright, he could be dangerous. But congrats to Cousins and Matt Jones. Yeah, and the rest. Cousins stepped Four up. wins in a row now. Yeah, Jones had a fantastic game. Yeah. He was huge. But um, Cousins, the big one for me, because he, he showed character actually we touched on I sort of had a bit of a bashing from Cam Newton there for the character side of things but mm-hmm. 
Kirk Cousins, there was question marks coming out in the locker room saying that teammates didn't believe in Kirk, Kirk Cousins, but he, you know, he stepped up, he started playing a lot better. Gruden started calling plays, I think, a bit better as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so good for them. Okay, so the king of the bye week, Andy Reid. Yeah. He got a win against the Raiders, despite the fact I told you they were good on the bye week. 26 to 10. Yep. And that was your last incorrect pick of the week. You'll be pleased to know. Thank you. Uh, yeah, they uh, they played badly, the Raiders. Yeah. Did. I put the hex on Jalen Rashad. He did almost nothing in the game. <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, yeah, he, uh, yeah they, they didn't do very well. Uh, it was interesting. I heard someone talking about how the... Raiders allegedly, uh, sorry, the Browns allegedly didn't pick Derek Carr because his hands were too small and that he's not very good at playing in the cold or wet. Mm-hmm. And he didn't look good in this game. No. So whether that's, uh, you know, a sign of what's to come in his career, but also not a good thing because it tends to get colder and wetter throughout the NFL season. Does so, it really? Yeah, well, yeah. So <laughs> Winter. We'll see what happens. Winter is coming. Yeah. Um, and breaking news today was that Niall Davis has been picked up by the Packers. Yes. But, I mean, he wasn't getting the reps in Kansas anymore. No. Not now Jamal Charles is back as well. Yeah. So, best of luck to you, Niall. Yeah, good luck. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys went to Green Bay and watched Aaron Rodgers have one of the worst games of his career. They won 30-16. to 16. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is... And, again, our rookie MVPs doing well. They are. They are. And the more your rookie MVP does well the mm-hmm. more i'm thinking i could be wrong not picking him <laughs> because i think he might you, actually i was stay right in. with all of my picks last week i think he might stay stay in i would keep him in now that's what the majority of people are saying now yeah uh again i we touched on this it was the best rushing defense against the best rushing offense in the league yep. and i called the fact that i thought that they would be so that offensive line would be dominant mm-hmm. and yeah, ezekiel yeah. elliott is uh, a special running back Yes. Him and David Johnson. And McCoy's trying to make a name for himself as well at the moment. Um, but him and David Johnson, I think, are, are ahead of the pack. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. And then Le'Veon Bell and LeSean McCoy. <laughs> and then Le'Veon Oh, come on. Right. I'll leave it at that. You've got your cowboy love. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks did get the win at home, 26-24 to against the Falcons, despite Matt Ryan being the best quarterback ever, ever, ever. <laughs> not that I never said that <laughs> thank you though um, yes and I was right about the athleticism stop being able to stop some of the potency from their running backs mm-hmm. um, and it's just a case of containing Julio Jones which yeah. they did okay at he's still a beast but they did okay at and they shut him down for the, the whole of the first half yeah. pretty much totally different game though when Michael Bennett went out yeah that made yeah. a huge difference so watch their space okay two more games we're going really late on this so the Houston Texans came back what looked like a complete blowout Mm -hmm. to win 26 to 23 against the Colts in overtime yeah I already why did they win this the worst tackling I've ever seen in my life except for the Niners except no it was worse than Niners they were terrible I thought you said it was worse with the Niners no I watched it and went there's another team that's in that category but it was without a doubt the worst that noise was Jim's pad falling over (laughs) the weight of all my knowledge falling down that's it so um, (laughs) but yeah that was it worst tackling ever that's all I'm going to say from the Colts and then we've already talked about the cards and the Jets so that was the roundup of week six okay yeah and so we're about to have another break but we're back for part three (laughs) 
Welcome back to the final part of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for week six. Thanks for sticking with us. So, with our final part, King, we're going to do a new segment. We're just full of new segments. We and are. this one, because I'm trying to be positive about everything, okay? Even when my Steelers are going to lose to the Dolphins. Okay? So, this next segment is called Bring Me Sunshine. Oh, nice. And obviously, King, you're known for your predictions. Yeah. Yeah. And you did another good week, actually. Nine and six. So, that's a winning record. Good, yeah. What I want to do is I want to look at what I believe are the three worst teams, probably consensus worst teams in the NFL. Okay, yeah. Okay, and we're going to go through their remaining games. Yeah. And we're going to pick out how many wins they're going to get. Okay. So it's quick fire, because obviously we are late in this podcast. Yeah, I've been rat- I've been talking too much. <laughs> you have been talking too much. So- <laughs> or not enough. Mm. No one knows. Now we're just talking to... Okay, so the first team is the Jets, because you were really horrible to the Jets. Yeah, so, so rubbish this week. let's go through their games, and are they going to get wins? So, first of all, is against the Ravens. No. At the Browns. No. <gasps> At the Dolphins. Yes. Rams. Yes. Then you got a bye. Then Patriots. No. Colts. No. At the 49ers. Yes. Home to the Dolphins. Yes. Two games left. At the Patriots. No. Did last year. And Bills at home. No. God. All right, so. <laughs> two, three, four more wins for the Jets. Yep. All right. I feel good about that. <laughs> but the Jets don't. All right, so the second team I selected here is the San Francisco 49ers. Yep. One of the two worst defences in the league, according to yourself. Certainly best ta- worst tackling defence. Worst tackling defence. Yep. Okay, so this is their remaining schedule. Mm-hmm. So, home to the Bucks. No. Then they've got a bye week. Mm-hmm. Then they've got the Saints at home. No. Ooh. Then at the Cardinals. No. Patriots at home. No. <laughs> Dolphins away. No. At Chicago. No. Oh, no. Then the Jets, you've said that the Jets are winning, so that's another no. Mm-hmm. At the Falcons. No. Two left. At the Rams. Don't let that two games pressure you. Yes. Are oh, they going to beat the Rams? And then home to the Seahawks. No. Jeez Louise. So the 49ers are going to get one more win this season. According to me. Whoo. And then there was, of course, one more team that we've got to pick through. Yep. The uh, Cleveland Browns. Right, Winless okay. so far, King. So, come on. This is going to be four, you know. Yeah, yeah. This is their total now. Let's see. <sighs> At the Bengals. No. Home to the Jets. You said no. Oh, you said the Browns are winning that. Yeah, I did. Cowboys at home. No. Away to the Ravens. Yes. I'll go with that. Steelers at home. Yes. (laughs) Steelers at home. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. If Ben Roethlisberger's not back. (laughs) Home to the Giants. No. Then they got a bye week. Then home to the Bengals. No. Bengals doing them both. Okay. At the Bills. No. 
Chargers at home. No. God, hello. And then at the Steelers. No. Three wins. The first so, Steelers one is if Roethlisberger's not back oh, or got, fully fit. Okay, we've got a, a hyphen on that one. Not back or fully fit. Okay, so for those who are keeping score, that means the Jets are going to win four more games this year. Mm-hmm. The 49ers only one more game this year. Yep. And the Browns, three more games this year. So three games this year. Yeah, so that means the Niners get the first overall pick. Yeah, you decimated the 49ers there. Only the Rams away? Yeah, I don't think they're going to... I just don't think they're a very good team, Jim. Ugh, ugh. Right, so with my quick maths, I reckon that the Jets will finish 5-11, and 11, Browns will finish 3-13, and 13, and the 49ers will finish 2-14, and 14, according to you, King. Yep, with the first overall pick in the draft. Are you happy with that? Are you I'm happy not- with that... That prediction? I'm happy with the prediction. I'm not happy for their fans, because it's no. horrible. I was there last year, but it's what I think will happen. <sighs> and the Niners will get their quarterback they're looking for. <laughs> oh, all right. There we go. Well, I was trying to bring them sunshine there, but you've just completely killed anything. Yeah, that backfired then. Sorry, Jim. It might be some ill. Maybe I'm just in. being horrible. Yeah, that... Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um... Yeah. I suppose four wins for the Jets isn't bad, considering they're one and five at the moment. Yeah, I think so. And three wins for the Browns. I'm trying to be positive. That's it. And the Niners can get Deshaun Kaiser from uh, from Notre Dame, first overall. So they'll be happy. The King picked a Kaiser. Yeah, if they get Kaiser, I think they'll be pleased. He's a decent quarterback. Ah. There you go. Excellent. Okay, Prediction right, well, for the first overall pick. <sighs> Right, well, let's get back to uh, brass taxing, shall we, King? Because we need to know all the picks now for week seven. Yeah, and I've got, what, four minutes to get through it? No, no, we've got time. We've got time. Okay. In fact, anything, we're short on time now. <laughs> that was so quick. You you killed that, those three teams so quickly that, uh, yeah, we've got plenty of time now. Awesome. So, the Thursday night game is Chicago at Green Bay. And that is the first time last week that I've heard Green Bay fans really booing yeah, they offense. weren't happy. And Chicago, do you know what? I've made some steps forward. Yeah. Nevertheless. There's the running back. Howard's playing well. Yeah. Howard is playing well. I heard a but. But I think that the Green Bay Packers are going to win. Okay. Because what? I think there's a stigma with regards to the Bears and the Packers, where the Bears tend to underperform against the Packers. I think they lost a couple of times in the playoffs against them. Um, the Jay Cutler stigma is always there maybe not there with Brian Hoyer but we'll sh- we shall see you do remember that last year in the Brett Favre testimonial where Bart Starr showed up as well they did actually lose this game I do know because my, my friend was actually at that game live and thrown out to Green Bay <laughs> yeah awkward yeah, yeah. So, uh, but you're still saying there's a I stigma am. over this game even though the Bears did deflate them with two of their legends there yeah alright I can only push so hard you can Uh, then we've got right so let's have a look at these Sunday games then so we've got the New York Giants at the LA Rams in Twickenham and we're going to be there King we're going to be there yeah and I think that the Giants are going to win not going to be the same home field advantage for the for the Rams although we Mm. certainly will be cheering for them yeah because they're the home team of the day yeah You've got to do it, guys. Absolutely. Anyone going to this game... There's not a Gi- Giants fan. Yeah, okay. If you're a Giants fan, fair enough. But any neutral or Rams fan... Yep. If we can find you, should be cheering for the Rams or making noise when the Giants offense are on the field. Yeah, absolutely. Please absolutely. do it. 
Stuart. Yeah, good shout, Jim. Okay. But, yeah, I think the Giants are going to win. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then we've got New England heading to Landry Jones and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, New England are going to win. Sorry, mate. If if Roethlisberger was in, I would still pick New England, but <laughs> what? it would be closer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then you've got Cleveland going to Cincinnati, and we already know the result of this, don't we, King? You've picked the Bungles. I have, and I'm sticking to it. Okay. So, Washington are going to Detroit, where they just love a close game. Yep. And, and the winner is... Washington. Ooh. Okay. Washington. Then we've got another two teams like a close game. The Oakland Raiders are going to Jacksonville. Oh, I'll tell you what, that's a really tough game to pick. Hmm. I know what Punk would say. Yeah, I know. So I think I'd say the same thing. Not again. You're not going for the Raiders again. No, I'm going to go with the Jags. Woo! I'm going to go with the Jags. That defense is starting <laughs> to step up. Those young Sorry, players. Punk. <laughs> Sorry, Punk. I influenced him there. Yeah, it might be raining and. Yeah. tiny hands might hold the ball oh no I've dropped the ball again <laughs> I'm melting anyway he's playing really well well done Derek Carr yeah uh, <laughs> sorry for friends Jim <laughs> okay so New Orleans are going to go to Kansas City and try and score 40 points is that what you normally do mm, yeah this they're, is a, this is a they're the hardest team to pick pick this year because they score so easily, um, but I think that the Chiefs are going to win. Okay, I think Peters can lock down Cooks. Yeah, definitely a couple of interceptions in this game. Yeah, uh, Buffalo on a roll, heading down the coast all the way to Miami to face the Dolphins. Buffalo. Going to with win. the popular pick, are we? We're starting to see some starting to see some trends. Do you know what? This year is there's no there's like two or three really good teams, and then everyone else is just beating everyone else. Yeah, it's really hard to pick this year. That's why we love this game. Mm, yes, it is, but not great for my predictions or credibility. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, winning record. I still think you're credible. Thanks, mate. That's all right. So Baltimore. On the road again, this time to the New York Jets. I picked this one. And you've already picked this game. You're saying the Ravens are winning this. I have, and I'm going to stick with it. Sticking with it? Okay. Minnesota have had a rest, and now they're going to face a Philadelphia team that haven't won in the last two weeks. Who are they playing? I just said Minnesota. All right, I didn't listen. Playing Philadelphia. Thanks very much, King. Uh, Minnesota are going to win because their defense is so good, and they're going to create as much pressure as the Redskins did this week. Uh, against Vitae. Yes. Okay. So the worst tackling team in football. Yeah. Am I getting this right? The Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, the they are okay. the worst tackling. Right. <laughs> they're heading to Tennessee. I'm facing Marcus Mariota. And I think Mariota is going to beat Andrew Luck. Mm. I think that the Titans are going to win. Poor Colts. Poor, poor Colts. Not Colts. Poor Andrew Luck. That poor guy Andrew is Luck. trying so hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. San Diego. They're going to Atlanta. What does San Diego stand for? Dome. It stands for a Wales Lady Garden. Lady Garden. <laughs> Discovered by the Germans. Um, yep. I don't even know who San Diego are playing. Who are they playing? You're not listening at all. You are. Sorry, Ill. I just wanted Come to on. say the San Diego comment. <laughs> Falcons. Falcons. They just lost to the Seahawks. Falcons. Now they're going to win against the 
Chargers? Yeah, they are. Sorry, really? Chargers fans. Yeah. Your love for Matt Ryan knows no bounds. Julio Jones, my love for. Mm. I didn't hear him as your MVP. It's because he's not been a wide receiver, I don't think, ever. <laughs> okay. Oh, Jesus. Tampa Bay are going to San Francisco. Tampa. Oh. Okay. I picked that one already. Tampa. Yeah, I know you did, but still, just looking at it. Um, the Seattle Seahawks are at Arizona. Oh, that's... These are my favourite games. Yeah. These two teams. <laughs> oh, divisional. Nang, nang, nang. Both sort of like in moulds of each other. Oh, what... Except... Mm, mm. Except I'm going to go with Seahawks. Yeah, because they've got a decent quarterback. Yeah, and that's... I'm so glad you picked that out because that's... I was then thinking that's the glaring difference. Yes. If you measure them all up against each other, they're all quite similar and then... Yeah. For Carson. Yeah. The ironic, the ironic thing is Carson is from a measurable standpoint much much bigger than Russell Wilson that size isn't everything as Russell Wilson yeah. is proving and your wife and, so well, hang on a minute <laughs> edited <laughs> keep it in there man what's the next game uh, the next game king is the last game and that is the Monday night Houston Texans at Denver Broncos This is a really tough game. And I think that Denver's going to smash Osweiler out of the game. They just played each other a couple of weeks ago. This is hardly fair on the Texans. They got absolutely pummeled. Yep. And already they got to face them again. I think they're going to get pummeled again. Yeah, it was a yeah, it wasn't nice. No. It wasn't pretty to watch. Uh the Panthers are licking their wounds on a bye and also your favorite team the Dallas Cowboys this season. They're on a bye too. Yep. So that's it, King. That's it. You've called all the games. Mm-hmm. You've buried three teams and uh, given have. 49ers the first pick in next year's draft. I have. And told them who they're <laughs> going to pick. Yeah. There you go. De Kaiser. That's it. Right. Remember, guys, if you enjoy the podcast, make sure you subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud and all those good things. Send comments on our YouTube videos. Some people are doing that actually, King. I don't know if you've seen. I haven't seen. Some people are disputing your picks. Are they? Yeah. Well, some least. of them are disputable. I went <laughs> nine and six this week. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for those. Some who people commented. just love to watch the world burn, and they just love picking against you. I'm but start... that's the whole point. You're supposed to pick against him or say why you agree with him. Yep. So make sure you do it. Hit us up on Twitter at Jim and the King. Okay. Go to jimandtheking.com. You can find all of our good stuff there. But. Can Until I can I just week. say on the comments thing if yeah. they're either very nice or very funny? Yeah, I'm going to start to read them. Yeah, yeah. You might get included on the show. That's it. <laughs> you never know. Or at least just acknowledge them. Yeah, the king will acknowledge you. It's <laughs> not in person. As long as you kiss the ring. <laughs> so until next week, guys, and we're going to be back after Twickenham. Have a good one. Until then, though, I've been Jim. That's been the king, and thanks so much for listening. Oh,